Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is March 1st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing great. It's it's the first of the month. It's always nice to be getting the month <laughs> off on the right foot by recording. And uh, pretty pleased that this this week's premiere event didn't take a dump in the cup. What does that mean? Guard, the Cole Guard Classic was a real hit. What a, what a scintillating finish. Yeah, someone said dumping the cup honors go to FedEx for not getting the shirt to call Morikawa. The winner could have been there. We had no clarity on uh, what shipping service it was. And then Ryan Lavender tweeted out that it was stuck in Memphis, which is just an absolute dead giveaway that, that FedEx, you know, we have to hear about them nonstop. On end, every broadcast. Didn't hear the specifics of, of who had the package that didn't make it to Colin Morikawa for his Tiger Tribute red shirt. And, but giving it away, is that if it's stuck in Memphis, that can only mean one thing. <laughs> That's FedEx. I think they're dumping the cup. They, they, they are dumping the cup award. But yes. I bet UPS would have gotten that shirt there. <laughs> Westy might have hand-delivered it. DHL? Who knows? Yeah, everybody would. Yeah, it's it's not a good luck. What a that's such a stupid story that's just right in our wheelhouse. There's shipping trouble with this tribute shirts, which is a whole separate deal. Uh, but no, the Cola Guard came through in a big way. We had a we had a battle back and forth down the down the stretch between Kevin Sutherland and Mike Weir, who was Weir in the pool. He, we were going to put him in the low wine label yeah. section. Then we looked it up. <laughs> His wine label was placed into receivership or something like that. It was He wasn't eligible, technically. But, yeah, he was, I guess, former Masters champ, right? He would have been in that category. We have, uh, by the way, I love uh, Sutherland. <laughs> Billy Ray Brown asked him, like, well, what did you, the first words out of his mouth, what did you do to win? How was it? You know, How did you get this done? He goes, well, I really hung in there on the backside. It's like <laughs> quite a double entendre for the Cola Guard. Uh, we have. Can we talk about I, lo- I, I, love, I love that Sutherland, Sutherland, They right when he finished out, he goes and hugs Cola Guard ambassador Jerry <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> like, guess what they call it? Like, Jerry Kelly hanging around afterwards, dumping the, dumping the box <laughs> ambassador Jerry Kelly. All right, I know this this point. Colgard Colgard might be the peak of the uh, of the champions Champion. tour schedule. This I know this point's been made before, but I have to reiterate how ridiculous. I'm watching it tonight. Why why did they make the box anthropomorphic? Why <laughs> this this ad? I'm watching it, and this box is going for a walk in the park with this guy who's about to definitely. <laughs> 
defecating, and it's this <laughs> walking, talking box. Like, why does it have to be living? Why does it have to be a thing? Why is it walking in the park? Go, like, who in the ad agency came up with this? <laughs> that it's a walking, talking box. I don't get it. I was watching these ads. So dumb. This is just why are they making this like a, a thing? Anyways, oh, it's good to have those ads back in the golf rotation for a little bit. I shouldn't have taken a sip of water just then. I I wish they would have the ads him out on the golf course, the box out playing golf. Sweet. It's got arms. It's got arms and legs. It can swing a fucking golf club if it needs to. I don't get it. Why? Well, it, it's walking in the park. It's so dumb. Did Don Draper come up with that? Like, what? Oh, my God. Here, here's just your stool sample walking around in the park. With the, talking to this guy, having a conversation. Uh, All right. Anyways. God, so yeah, so the, let's get to uh, the winner of the pool per Will Knights. Uh, oh God, I just had it. Twelve of fifteen, right? Uh, Brendan's cough is number one. Brendan's cough wins. It's been like a year, about a year now. I got over my cough. I don't think I've had one since. Uh, second through fifth were a tie. Names were team names were Brendan's clicker pen, <laughs> swollen colons, <laughs> Team Slenderman. And pooper scoopers. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be getting you. I think like merch credit or a hat or I think it's your choice. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get in touch with you. Um, so that's your pool Thank insights. Thank you to well, all that participated in the uh, stool pool. I guess there was big drama in the lumberman category. Scott for plank bogeyed the last to shoot a final round eighty, and he blew a five shot lead over Woody Austin, the Liz Lowell lumberman division. <laughs> so, shot an eighty. It was blowing out there. That eighteenth hole's got water on the right and the left, uh, natural to the Tuxen area. That you know, water features, and it's just the fairway runs right up to the water on both sides. Uh, no, no rough, nothing. It was, and it was gusting like 35 miles an hour so it was a good watch i enjoyed it so anything else on the senior tour that we plan to lead off with i got nothing else on the, on the senior tour okay uh, highlight it's, it's tough to see willie wood struggling though that's the only thing that yeah he didn't have a good week disappointed in the lumberman category mccarran shot an 80 in the opening I, he's i don't know he's Anchoring away. I don't know what's happening there. Mark Brooks, DFL. It was, but it was a good, good tournament overall. Mickelson didn't. Somebody, get it done, somebody finally. actually emailed me about David Frost. He just said, Andy picked up some defrost wine. I recall you did a spotlight on him, but didn't catch the ca- episode or the date. Do you remember when that was? No. What? No. When we, when you did the D- David Frost flashlight? I don't think we did. Didn't we do a? Didn't you do like a pen light on him? Are you thinking of Fulton Allen? <laughs> Maybe. I think you're thinking of Fulton Allen. <laughs> hey, Scott Perel is sponsored by Taxlayer. Also lives in Augusta. 
It's, they only do, they're they're just, from Augusta, I the guess. CEO They're headquarters. The okay. I think right. so. Just, I, they did Reed, Norlander, and Perel. It's unbelievable. All right. That's enough. Peak of the Champions Tour season. I feel bad for Weir. God, he was leading by four through eight holes. Then Sutherland birdies two of the what last three. What do you feel three. bad about it for? I mean, Here's he a question. Won in like 10 years. He hasn't won anything in 10 you... years. He's was, he going to get it done. He puts it. He was horrible putting. He puts it like halfway on 18. He's got a birdie to win. He he hit it halfway. The wounded putt. So <laughs> hey, I, do you do you think that Kevin Sutherland's actually more of a memorable golfer than Weir? No, he won a WGC. He was the number right. 64, the 64 <laughs> seed. So Weir's not a Hall of Famer, right? I mean, he's what, probably the best seven? Canadian ever. Well, what? Is, yeah, I don't want to offend people, but he won a Masters. What was the? What was that? Um, I think that Masters deserves an asterisk. Why? Because it was when they were making Augusta National really hard, changing it around. Yeah, yeah. just he's like won two Nissans, a Masters, a WGC, a Tour Championship before it was FedEx Cup. I don't know. I think there's that threshold. He's only got eight PGA Tour wins. What was the... Smartin enlightened us on the Duval. Why, like, he might not make it. There's some, like... Is it 15 wins? Some sort of PGA Tour threshold that you have to have this many wins. No 15, one under that 15, I think. Yeah. Has ever gotten in. Well, anyways, I think they make he, some... They make some... Uh, they make some concessions. They do. Well, Fincham got in. So, I don't think he has 15 wins, but... Depends According on to one me. golf writer, Jay Monahan deserves to be in now. <laughs> that's right. Um, that's it. Anything else on the senior tour? Uh, that peak that, of the no, season, I, though. I, the I conquistador helmet. <laughs> All right. Where are we going next? Let's go to the WGC Workday Championship at the concession. Our winner is Colin Morikawa. I got to say. He sort of made it boring on Sunday. He's that, and I mean that in the most complimentary way. He's that good. Uh, he just dusted. Got it, it. I guess it got to within a shot at different times, and there's a lot of trouble lurking out there. Um, but he wins. He beats Colin Morikawa, Brooks Kepka, Billy Horschel all by three shots. He was, I think, 11th in strokes gained putting. Um, and when he puts average, better than average, he's going to be very competitive. When he puts well or very good he's probably close to unbeatable hard very hard to beat and he looked at certainly over the weekend going 67 well he went 64 67 69 and one by three a lot of people didn't think 18 under would be out there necessarily but uh we'll get to billy horschel later that they they kept a governor on on the greens apparently so any reaction to the wgc work day yeah i mean just another feather in kyle morikawa's hat here um, he is spectacular. He is an absolutely astounding young player. I was ex- extremely pr- impressed with his performance today in a way. Um, and I don't mean this in, you know, sentimental reasons, but it was very tiger like the way he played today. Um, the way he just kind of went out there and took care of business. And when somebody hits their irons, as well as he hits their irons, it's extraordinarily hard to chase them down because he seemingly has a good birdie look on every hole because he hits his irons so good. And I, uh, 
I said a few years ago or a year ago that he's the best iron player since Tiger, and I really believe that. And because of that, he is going to be an absolute superstar for assuming he avoids injury, um, avoids any sort of, you know, mental obstacle around a certain aspect of the game. Uh, I think he will be a number one player in the world and one of the five best players in the world for probably the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was clinical. Sunday was really clinical. It just didn't feel like anybody else could get, he wasn't going to make the big mistake. It felt like, uh, he just doesn't hit a lot of foul balls or wild, wild shots like that. Um, the big thing I kept hearing about was how he's a California kid and wouldn't be able to chip on Bermuda. I know Bermuda is different. It gets spongy and well, stuff like yeah. that. But... A certain announcer picks something <laughs> and locks into that for the rest of the day. <laughs> you know what? I, he kept talking about how he t- talked to him about chipping, but he didn't say anything that he talked to him about. What was that? <laughs> like It was That's like, oh, I, I talked to him about it. Well, tell us what you talked about. Yeah, what'd you say? It'd be, yeah. That would be some sort of insight. That yeah. would be something that people that are watching the WGC Workday Open at the Catch Basin would be interested in. You know, that you're golf, like people that are watching this stuff like golf. So tell them. I don't understand why he doesn't, like why he didn't shed some light on what he talked to him about because... Any northern golfer that goes down to Florida every year, you know what they really struggle on? Yeah, the grain chipping on Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. give the give the millions of viewers some tips, since one of the best players of the world was asking you for tips. Right. So Enlighten us. Fifteen minutes or something with them at the 18th green or something. Paul Asinger chipped, showing him how to chip, or I don't know, giving him tips on how to chip. Got so I. I wanted to Go see ahead. where uh, Morikawa's start stacked up. His first, whatever, 40-some starts. Play, played 41 starts. Right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Morikawa, 41 starts as a pro, four wins, 17 top tens, five missed cuts. Pretty damn good. Yep. Tiger yep. Woods, first 41 starts as a pro, eight wins, 23 top tens, one missed cut. Almost top 10 half the time, huh? At least. Yeah. Okay. Over half the time. Over half. Yeah. I mean, more cows not that. I, I mean, was going to say, that's pretty in, close. In comparison to almost, uh, you know, granted, like, Tiger's got double the wins, which is nutty. But the fact that he's even in the same ballpark of top 10s, I thought was pretty good. So I looked at John Rahm, who I thought is probably had one of the best starts. And one of the things to note, though, is, like, Colin Morikawa is a lot older, uh-huh. you know, that's, yep. that's an important thing that you can't not say like Tiger was what? 20, 20 yep. when he turned pro. So Morikawa was 24 already. 23. Yeah. He's 23 when he turned pro or 22. Um, okay. Rom first 41 starts five wins, one, uh, 17 top tens. It says one. I remember it being the same though. Okay. <laughs> um, and four missed cuts. I know, sir, not good. And then to put in perspective, Rory, who was, of course, 18 when he turned pro, yeah. which is very important. One win, 14 top tens, 12 missed cuts. DJ, 
two wins, four top tens, and a million miscuts. Yeah, it seems like that. Yeah, I mean those guys are missing cuts about half the time, and Markow just never misses. What was the Memorial the first time he missed, or work? Yeah, was the first time he missed. It seemed like he got a little worn down last year, but like I start, I was looking around, and it's just like. You know, almost nobody else was even worth comparing. Like, JT was not worth comparing. Like, mm-hmm. he spent time on the web tour. Like, yeah. this is rarefied air. This is, I mean, I, I don't want to put too much stock in a WGC, but yeah. still, it's unbelievable how good this kid is. He's beating, like, he's beating loaded fields at, pretty you know obviously a major championship field that that he won the work day the other work day right yeah that not the memorial one but uh which was also a very strong field at a tougher course for the tour this was allegedly a tougher course for by tour standards um and he's just yeah he's doing it in like well a this was clinical but like Memorial was ridiculous coming over the top of JT, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. the PGA was amazing, ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. You don't want to hype someone up, but it feels like a multiple major career, right? It feels, I don't know, you know, you're not going to say he's going to win 25 times and be a Hall of Famer. He could, but it feels like he is going to be in the hunt so many times at majors. It feels like a multiple major career, just a mainstay on the Ryder Cup for a decade or so, or whatever you want to say. And, um, he also just doesn't seem to like gag it ever, right? Like, what was his yeah. coach said? He comes back. I guess he did a colonial, right? With Berger, <laughs> yeah. The putting stroke and leave him. Um, yeah, I, I think know. that's that's the only thing that you can be concerned about. This guy, he's, well, he's a trans, he's the a transcendent grip. iron player, uh-huh. and I think I honestly think he's going if. He's going to be one of the best iron players ever. Yeah. When it's yeah. all said and done. And yeah. I when you do that, it's the most important skill in golf. Is gaga as everybody is about distance. Distance is close to as important as iron play, but iron play is still the ultimate trump card. Billy Horschel had some quotes about that too. Everybody, I don't know. I mean, he was a factor this week, so I guess going to talk to him. But he was like, "I've said it for years. Like Collins won because he has his irons. Like he's the one that will stand out." But this is what Tiger did. Well, that's what Tiger, Tiger was the best. Oh. The, they talk about his power and all this. How he changed the game with his power, but he was the best iron player and in chipper for a decade. And that's every long, long, uh, every star with longevity historically has always been an extraordinary iron player. Mm-hmm. Like yep. think about even like Phil and Ernie, both extraordinary iron players. VJ, when he was cooking was a great iron player. Um, you look at, I guess Rory might be the one that, that bucks that trend. But when Rory was winning majors, he was an yeah. extraordinary iron player. Right. Now he right. stinks with irons. So, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Like that par three. What's it's just, long- it's, it's sad that you, we say this, like, what's he doing? And it's like, he finished seventh. Sure. It's sure. like we- the most disappointing stuff. And he finishes like top 10. Well, it's the tease, I guess. Of it. I think people want 
they root for him. They want to have him there. Anyway, hey, some guys um, play their best golf at age twenty three. <coughs> yep. Yep. Uh, That's like the so, famous Seve or what Michael Clayton. Who said that? Michael Clayton said Seve's brother so. said he was at his best when he was like 15 on the beach. And that was the best golf he ever played in his life. Um, the spread was 32, 33. Danny Van Tonder, Van Tonder, it's 15 over. Mark Howe gets to 18 I was thinking under. the Bumblebee was um, just out of his element down there. The Jake Nichols' old golf analytical analytics report on bias in the world rankings bears, bears fruit yet again. We had Westy down there too. Brad Kennedy. This Sammy was Valimaki, not a place for Westy. This was this is. I mean, every year a first WGC it could be Doral, it could be Mexico, it could be Cadillac, it could be you know Grupo Salinas, it could be work. It doesn't matter. So every year, this first WGC is going to be those international tour guys at the bottom. And that's not, you know, I'm not trying to be uh, jingoistic about it. I'm just saying that this is literally the analytics of it. There's a bias in the world rankings that these guys ri- rise up, get in the, this event, and then generally. Um, I got a message from somebody that, was, that mentioned my good save on Brad Kennedy. And then they went on to like extol on Brad Kennedy's virtues as a player, and then he and he ended it with, "I guarantee Brad Kennedy does not finish DFL." <laughs> well, and he was like right. The, yeah, sixty. Uh, he tied 61. tied with one of the all time greats, Lee Westwood. <laughs> there you go. Battled, <laughs> grinded his way to to sixty first. Uh. I broke these up into a few things we liked. Mark Howe was one. Another thing we liked. Apparently, there was somebody doing PGA Tour Live. We had a friend of the program. Somebody named Reed Fowler was broadcasting it. Oh. And this was a, this had to be a pump fake with no Ricky Tour Live. R. Fowler, they brought in some sort of, I don't know, family member stand-in. Reed Fowler was broadcasting PGA Tour Live. I loved that. I liked the... How did you like the red and black? I was going to say... Um, it got a little carried away on Twitter with people doing the performative thing of like this, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm wearing a Nike hat for you, Tiger, today. And like, it got a little, but I thought it was very cool, both at the recreational level, which where it seemed to happen, but certainly on, on the tours, multiple tours, we saw Phil and the senior and Annika and the women's LPGA. I think it was just a very tangible way to show how much Tiger has meant to people and to the game. And I thought that was cool. I think especially at the recreational level, if you hear like people doing that, um, that his, just his reach and impact and, and what he means to a lot of what he has meant to a lot of people who like golf. I thought it was cool. It was a visible, tangible way to see that. Um, got a little bit to be too much when we're, Talking about Morikawa's rescue dog scarf, it felt like catnip into overdrive, you know, a red scarf. Um, but uh, I thought it was cool. And then Tiger tweeted about it tonight, which kind of really hit home with it, you know, that he was touched and uh, it meant a lot to him in a tough time. So um, what did you think? It felt like we came up with the straw man, though, in terms of the, somehow becoming a discourse and debate over people not wearing it being classless jerks it's uh, yeah it, it seemed <laughs> it seemed a little much when people were being 
criticized when they when they weren't wearing it. Um, were people being criticized? Or is this the same hoodie today no, that never were, it was non existent? I think they were getting into people's mentions. I think they okay. were. I think that the Twitter wolves were out. <laughs> well, I think, that is ridiculous. That's over the top. I'm just going to, you know, I love Tiger. I love him. <laughs> I hope he returns. I hope he has a great recovery. I hope he, like, can live a really great life. You know, all of a sudden, he's alive. And I feel like we're, we're maybe tiptoeing on, like, I feel like people are, like, it feels like the reaction you get when somebody dies. When they and he's die. alive. Like people were in the Kobe jerseys last yeah. year. Yeah. Like okay. And like, okay. I, I just, to me, that's the one thing that it, it feels like it's getting a little weird here because, you know, he's alive and I hope, you know, like I think everybody hopes he comes back. I don't, I obviously think it's pretty, it's probably unlikely, but like, I think when he gets better and everything, like then we can have, but like now's not the time to be like essentially reading his obituary, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I kind of, I get it. I agree with that, but I would counter sort of devil's advocate in terms of what Morikawa said after the round. He goes, yeah. too often we don't say thank you enough or tell people what they mean to us while they're here to actually hear it. And then to see Tiger tweet that he saw it and it meant something, I think also, you know, that's a bit of a counter. It's like that's a, that's a fair point. I just think yeah. that there's a little bit of sensationalism going on. <laughs> right. Um, so I like that. I like the homage. Is what I didn't like. I um, and I I love Tiger. The reason I, I play golf and yeah. the reason that I <laughs> the only reason I ever did this is because of Tiger. Okay. So yeah. don't come at me. You're not. You didn't say anything too fiery. I will say something fiery now, though. Not about Tiger. What I didn't like, Brooksy's health woes. He's talking about how he woke up. He couldn't turn to the left. He can't turn 90 degrees. I, I mean, I'm not doubting the, the veracity of the actual injuries. But we gave Jason Day so much shit every time he said something. Brooks is saying just as much as Jason Day ever did about the maladies and the aches and bumps and bruises. It's like four out of five or interviews or four out of five. Like, oh, this is the healthiest I've felt in a long time. I don't feel good. It's the knee. It's the it's the hip. It's the neck. Now it just um, it, like if we're going to give Jason Day shit all the time, I, 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 I don't think we can then say like uh, we I'm accepting Brooks is hurt, that he's hurt. He was clearly in pain all of last year and seems to have a neck issue now. But. Like holy crap! Like every every interview is about the the health recovery and the maladies. Um, and I'm just saying that it's a double standard we have with J Day. Uh, so, I think he's in that are, region. Are you that saying territory. that he's the new balloon boy? I don't know if he's. A... The, the I guess the distinction would be that Day would WD a lot and take spots from alternates and stuff and WD after six holes and stuff like that. But uh, anyways, I that's what I didn't like. I, I hope. Brooks can be healthy. He played well. He played really good, you know, but had a strong week. It's, um, I like where Brooks is going right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a big fan of having Brooks back in the, you know, playing really well heading into major championship season. Yep. Another thing I didn't like, which you highlighted, discussed, previewed at length last week, 
It's the catch basin championship. You've already made a reference. Holy cow. That's like a, once, a once novice. You see, that, once you see him, you right. can't unsee him. That's, As someone so who maybe doesn't I pick up on every subtlety. Yeah. That was like, what the hell's going on here? Every time they're just falling into these these drainage covers, these sewer covers, whatever, these drain. I mean, it was back to back on Thursday. There was one on a cart path cul-de-sac and then one in the, you know, greenside, uh, closely mown area. They're just, they were everywhere, everywhere. And we Car- had people Karis DMing us. Prod- like, how- prodding me to write an article about catch basins. But they this are like just, a- it's just sloppy. It's just, it's just sloppy It's a modern-ish design. thing, right? Oh yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a talent issue. Somebody not understanding how to move water and how to you know build cool contours without you know needing to just funnel all the water in one spot and how to tie something. it in. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it stinks. It they it really disrupts play and. We saw it led to some really cool lies, though. Like, and I think yeah. we every time somebody was screen grabbing a a cool shot from around the greens, I chuckled because it was around the catch face. Cut near, yeah. <laughs> like if it's on a downslope, yeah. it's like on the backside of a catch face. <laughs> right. um, and just for people that people that that might have missed it, a catch basin is just essentially a drain, um, and like anything, it's. It's designed to catch all the water around it. So what happens is it catches all the golf balls that come near it. So they're typically around a green, although I saw some. Oh, they're in the fairways too. Yeah, Yeah. around bunkers. They're around really anything that the the architect shaped. um, You'll see catch basins if they're an unskilled architect. Um, They'll be protruding. Really good architects kind of can hide them, and then they do things like they understand water's coming in, so they'll divert water in another place to, you know, avoid having to use catch basins, or they'll like build something that they know where the water's going. The thing that's crazy out there is you see these catch basins right next to a pond that you could just <laughs> move the water into. It's just like that is it's just extraordinary. But what it does to play is like it it leads to like all the balls going in the same spot, but you get these really hairy and weird lies. Like we saw DJ chip in on the, for the Eagle yesterday off like the downslope of the catch basin. Like the backside of it. Yeah. Down, down, downward lie chipping up right to it. Or like having to get up. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you're like, if say you're playing the golf course and you're a 20 handicap, 70 year old man who doesn't hit the ball very high. What those catch basins do is like if you land one yard left of the catch basin and it misses it, you say like with certain pace, it it goes perfect shot out of the green. If you hit into the catch basin slope, it'll just stop dead in its tracks, maybe roll back down, you know? Um, So it it really impacts the worst player more than the best, better player too. That's the other thing that stinks about it. But the golf course showed really well. I, I mean, I think the it played well. It was so fun to watch something like the volatility is the thing that I I thought would come out, and I'm glad it did. Like you, you can, there's a car accident. Oh, that's a bad term to use now. There's uh, yeah, they're fine. A wreck. That's fine. There's a wreck. A, yeah, there's a, a a disaster on your scorecard waiting on you know around every turn there. Um, yeah, like yeah. every hole. Basically, you can do it, especially around the greens with how severe they are. 
Um, the other thing, the greens are, you know, they're very segmented. So it puts a huge premium on, on iron play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I thought it was fun to watch the best in the world play short game shots around there. Some of them were excellent. Some of them were not so excellent. Um, I saw Tyrrell Hatton just like hit one, you know, came back to his feet like three times in a row. Right. Came right back down. I thought he was going to, you know, break his wedge and throw it on the lake or throw his whole bag in the lake. It just kept coming back to his feet. Others were fantastic. Others like took their medicine. Some tried to, you know, it was just a mix of things. Um, I loved watching Patrick Reed again, try to work as, you know, he topped one and then hit a 148 yard bunker shot, like up over a lip and stuffed it in the middle of the green. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was fun to watch uh, before I forget Azinger on Saturday about the course said, you know, this is an old course and then he like corrected and so it was like 2006, guess not that old, but it has really stood up the test of time with, with the explosion and distance because still, cause still like it could still be He's a brute. also a member. Right. But like, if we're talking about like. The rapid, the distance for over 15 years ago? Like, that's what we're talking, like, I mean, think about, like, the ones that were built in the 60s or the 20s or the, like, an old course that, that's been able to to stand up to the to the distance explosion. It's, it's it stood like, the test of time since 2006. When he said that, I was like, oh, God. Um uh, so overall, the course, you were fine. You were good with it. People seem I mean, to love it. They're like, we got to have a regular event here all the time. Tour needs to go back. We, people talking about moving a Ryder Cup, having an actual Ryder Cup there with the concession <laughs> routes of it and all that. But um, Go ahead. Maybe a President's Cup. Get it up on the Peak Cup schedule. Yeah, we can do that. I mean, that seems more... It's It's fine. I mean... It was pretty. Is it, is it anything it was, like Riviera? Were you getting triggered no. by all the praise it was getting? No, I thought I, okay. I basically said it was gonna. I said in my video, I I yeah. thought it was gonna be a lot of fun to watch the pros play. It was. Yeah. It, it's yeah. cool. There, you. It's nice to see the guys squirm the way you see golfers squirm. Like that. <clears throat> I think that's what was cool about it. Is you saw them get into really uncomfortable positions and. I don't think we need any more concessions, though, is what I would say. Is like It's it's fine that there's one of these out there. I don't think we, anybody needs to look at this and say, this is, this is the type of golf course we should be building. Because, listen, this golf course was perfect for this event. It's awful for 360 other days of the year and, you know, 51 weeks of the year. And 52 weeks of the year, every other year of its existence until this year this is the first week that this golf course has served any sort of purpose other than just brutalizing its members amateur yeah yeah, yeah. so while we're on the subject of this we'll get to mr uh what are we saying the the town crier of pontevedra the jester of Ponte, jester of jacks billy Ho? Uh, mr mr billy horschel this is on Saturday or maybe Friday. Too many Shouldn't times. Should be like the communicator? Like what was the communicator back in the day? Well, the town crier. The town crier. The guy who goes through the streets, ringing his bell, <laughs> making announcements. The town crier. He's not the prince of Pontevedra. He's, he's the town crier. Um, too many times, comma, and it's not the tour's fault, comma. 
too many times, and it's not the tour's fault. We play courses where you don't have to worry about your misses. Here at Concession, if you miss it in the wrong spot, you've got a tough two put, or you've got a really tough up and down. Too many times, and it's not the tour's fault. It's like saying too many times, and it's not my fault. I have a headache the morning after. I drink too much or something. What do you, it's precisely the tour's fault. The courses they play where you're not punished. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Given these, these too quotes, many times after I send a tweet, I realize there's a typo, and it's not my fault. <laughs> I'm sure this former Nelson champ is furious about the move to uh, TPC Ranch or whatever it is. Way you know where he misses get punished. He, if this is his quote, you know it. What it? How? Whose fault is it? Title I don't know. sponsors, ghosts. Um, who, who is it? The well, it would have been nice. Gods? It would have been nice for uh, someone in the media to ask him whose fault it is. Well, he he went on. I have to give it up to a rule staff. They've done a really good job of setting this up the week, golf course. This week they did a good job. What happened <laughs> last not, week? Of not making us look foolish. Uh, he had breakfast with Gary Young. This is now a Ryan Labner article. Uh, PJ Tour rules official Gary Young. He was having breakfast. God, the guy is just Mr. Tour. He eats with all the, you know, he probably, he's just, yeah. When he has meetings, he probably goes to one of the 95 meetings at the rooms at the Global Hall. He's just in, he's in it. Breakfast with Gary Young. He was like, this course is a test in itself. You don't have to put stupid hole locations and get too tight with the hole locations. You don't have to get the greens too fast or too firm to make it challenging. Young told Horschel that concession superintendent Terry Kennelly actually wanted the greens this week to be faster uh, sentiment of members walking the course. Uh, he wanted it to be 13 or over 13. Tour said they were fine in the 12 range. Gary was like, no, they're fine where they are. We don't need them at 13, 13, because, 13 plus because then you limit your hole locations, Horschel said. There's so much slope on these greens. It's like Augusta. There's only so many hole locations on each green, and you've got to be careful of the green speeds. Is every non-TPC course that presents some mild test on the greens, like Augusta, immediate comp to Augusta, why do we throw out the Augusta comp so much? Well, I, I, I got to say, first off, like, it's a comp. At least he's making a comp that, like, people understand. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing that there's a relatability. If he referenced, if he was like, oh, it's a lot like... Uh, What's a course in Jackson? Pablo Creek. Nobody would know what he's talking about. So I will say that. And in like, in a way, Pablo Creek. I got. I, I, I'm not going to say that these are at all like Augusta, <laughs> but they do have severe slope. They have sections, small sections that you need to hit the ball into. They are not, you know, a, anywhere in the the same class as Augusta greens, especially from an artistic side, like these are a little bit more, you know, they obtrusive, obtrusive to their natural landscape. But, um, yeah, they they have similar, I can't argue too much with what he said. Like there are similarities and like, it is a, a fairly good point. Like if he said pasta tiempo, he'd probably be similar too to that. Like where there are these yeah. segments, like, I think that's what Jack was trying to go. It's like, sure, it's like buying like you know a rip off pair of uh, pair of Ray Bans or you know that are yeah 
they sure. definitely sure. aren't Ray Bans, you know, but yeah, or uh, a, a ripped off rip off pair of Jordans. Like they probably fall right. apart and <laughs> don't right. work the same way, but they look similar. Right. Um. So he had a lot of comments on the course, and then <clears throat> you know it's not the tourist fault, of course. But then uh, Dylan the, Dylan DeShare tweeted out a, a quote, a transcript uh, of Sunday after the tournament, just. Ridiculous. I think the superintendent would have loved to seen the greens be a little firmer, a little faster. I'm sure he wasn't happy 18 under one, but it's such a fine line of maybe a foot faster or a little bit firmer. And some of these pin locations become pretty stupid and we look pretty stupid. And you don't want to make us look stupid when we hit good golf shots. You've seen when that happens at a certain major and we don't need to do that on the PGA tour. What major do you think he's referring to there? I'd have to have to guess that it's the U.S. Open. Just th- drive-by shooting and uh, and Bradenton. So is he out of his depth here? I mean, well, is this a I week mean, after like, Riviera? He wasn't playing last week. They literally did that last week. We had a delay on the like everybody in the in the golf world's jacked up to watch Saturday at Riviera, and we had a a five-hour delay or whatever it was. Because of this exact problem, like it just seemed a little too soon to be throwing shots at the USGA when when your personal organization that you go hang out at the you, you go across the draw bridge and enter into the eighty six million dollar home of PGA Tour and sit in those nice meeting rooms and talk it's about your, the Florida uh... Gators, <laughs> you know, yeah. like your your organization had egg on his face just one week ago right so you for agree this with exact them that they problem shouldn't have been running 13 oh they're perfect you... they were okay. perfect like okay who cares this... about 18 under you know i think i think i think green should be slow i think greens should run like nine i think we should have have to see guys hit five footers that have a cup of break you know watch watch the tour show me i would love people to send me videos of putts from five feet that break more than right edge on tour that they just yeah. don't really exist. It sucks. Like so then think- go play, then go play your local muti and sit on a green and watch your putt, watch your four footer rip across like the hole, like a cup and a half. Like that's a harder putt than right edge from four feet and fast, fast greens aren't hard. You don't have to stroke the ball. Like it's right. a short stroke. It once you understand they're fast, it's really easy. What's yeah. hard is slope. So we need to have slower greens with more slope. So his points about this week's setup, I think, are well meant, but like his just deference to the tour setup guys well, is a little off the off the the, the thing about the, not, not being the tour enough. fault, not being the tour's fault. They picked the fucking courses. Oh, well, you're right. I know. It's one hundred percent the tourist fault. And a lot of them are where they get free rent, right? They have. Free I'll tell rent. you this too: if the if the tour slowed down the greens and they put the pins where there's more slope in the greens, because they absolutely don't allow the any new golf course has to have less than two percent of slope in pinnable areas, or they just won't use it. So, if they if they slowed down greens and used more slope, guess what, Billy Horschel would be in more golf tournaments because of all the things he illuminated. Like I play better 
when I have yeah. to, when you have to think and you have to really work your way around here and it's tough and misses are penalized. Like, guess what? When you short side yourself and the slopes like 4% running away versus two, guess what? It's a lot harder to get up and down. Yeah. Like yeah. slope is the answer. We yeah. saw it this week. There was lots of slope, obviously in the pinnable areas there wasn't, but when these guys missed, they had a lot of slope to contend with. And that's what, so like, that's really the answer. And the only way we get back there is slower greens and more slope. Slower greens, more slope. But too often with the tour setups, it's they're soft. No, not, not soft. Even... I'm not saying I, soft. I, I know. You can no, have firm greens and slower the greens. Board. Right. Look at the open. The look board. at the open championship. The greens right. are like ten, nine on the stem, and they're firm as shit. That's yeah. perfect because you can you have slope, you have firmness, and like guess what? You know what? It's harder to make a a forty footer when you have to hit it forty feet. As opposed to when the, you're putting on glass and your strokes like a twenty a twenty footer because your strokes tw- like twice as long. Yeah. When your strokes longer, it's harder to make a good stroke. Yeah. Any other reactions to WGC Workday Championship at the concession? What else you got for me? Anything? I, I, uh, yeah, I think I think I think we got to talk about Scheffler, Hovland, and Morikawa. I. It's really. Neat seeing all these young guys playing so well. I think, obviously, this is kind of something that tennis went through with equipment. And I think golf's going through it, too, where we're going to have more and more young players playing well. But, like, we're starting to see it's crazy seeing under 25. And we saw it with JT and, and Spieth, too. But, like, these guys are so good and so ready to so ready to win right off the bat. And... Like Scheffler, Hovland, Morikawa, obviously Matthew Wolf. We can talk about. I don't think we we addressed this WD Friday. on Friday, yeah. but he's in that bucket too. These guys, like they're just so good. It's like we're Morikawa is definitely going to be on the on the Ryder Cup team, but like Hovland's got to be on the European Ryder Cup team, and you know there's got to be probably two other young guys. It's just unbelievable to me how how good these guys are so young. Right. And yeah, I mean, uh, one thing, like do you think one thing that has better been talked about for a course like this, well, this coming is, out of college as opposed to being on the TPC circuit for four or five years or for, college. Well, this is, this is an example of them actually being on level ground for once as right. a rookie on the PGA tour, you're playing courses for the first time. Like most yeah. of these guys play, they play the same schedule. So they play these courses every year for 10 years and then you as a rookie you're like going and learning the golf course so now that i think about it a little bit more it's not surprising that the young guys played really well because they for once they weren't they were on level ground with everybody yeah yeah all right anything else wgc you got it, it was great else? i don't know it was like this is kind of like the kapalua thing I, for me there's just like I, I like it signals that what temperatures are getting going to be warmer. There's going to be more daylight. NBC comes back, whether uh, just in the same way, I don't know, maybe I'm becoming a traditionalist. Like you start to get these warm feelings, right? Like it's good. The masters is coming. It's just like March madness is coming. I don't know. There's just like an external 
sort of undefinable thing about getting back to the Florida swing. I'm not saying it's better than the West Coast swing at all. It's just one of those set your watch to it type moments in the calendar of, of NBC's back. We're going to Florida courses. The, like, I don't know. It, it just feels like spring well, is coming for you. That I makes think me they, happier. They definitely have like a unique feel too. Like this, this swing is all about like, you're going to get wind. You're going to have to like hit the ball extraordinarily well because the golf courses on this for obviously we have Bay Hill next week concession was like this, like you got to hit your irons really well at Bay Hill. It's all mid and long irons. And actually now Morikawa is going to be got to be a heavy favorite there. But, um, but then you've got the players and then you got Honda. It's, it's all these, it's like the precision swing of golf. You know, yeah. like where you got to be like really dialed in to play well on these or, or you'll get exposed. So it's kind of a, it's a neat swing. It's one of the things I I do like is like with this back intact with us not going to Mexico. I always liked the four straight weeks in Florida. And I think mm-hmm. that it gives it does give like a, a, an ebb of the season, like we're in an an identifiable ebb of the Segment. PGA tour season. Yeah. And it would yeah. be cool if there was like, I, I wish they would bring back like the cash prizes. It would be really neat if you incentivize people <laughs> to play all four events. Right. I liked, um, or I, I don't know. I didn't like it either way. There was a lot of immediate pushing of Morikawa with the players. Like he should be the favorite to win there. He will be. Eh. I don't know. It's Sawgrass just, is a weird place. People trying to pump up the players, I think too. Like, eh, did you see uh, they there's the delineation on the on the broadcast of the the buckets the the fedex cup summary this today was people who won a wgc a major a players and yeah fedex cup i think is what it was like who who creates these buckets these people it's like i mean you could come up with the category for this is first guy to you know Grow up in this town and win a WGC before the age of thirty, and it's just these stats start to get really granular. But, uh, but what you were happy that the players was separated from a major? Yeah. Okay. I delighted you. All right, that's it for uh, WGC. The Puerto Rico Open. Brandon Grace. We had a couple questions about the curse and how it works. Like, if you've won before. Oh, there's plenty of guys that have won before. We've the talked, to, yeah, Pride of Pekin, right? DA yeah. points, but it's it's about once you win it, you don't win after. So, uh, unless you're Victor Hovland, although we're still debating whether his Mayakoba win broke the curse. Um, so Brandon Grace wins. Uh, I thought it was really cool. I flipped over Grace and Murray. Fortunately, pumped one into a fortunately, yeah. Yeah, we didn't need that. It would have been his second opposite field. He might be the new Peppy Peter. Uh, but Grace wins wins at 19 under, beats Johnny Vegas by a shot. Rafa Campos, which would have been an awesome story too, winning at home, uh, kind of a Puerto Rican amateur legend, would have been his first win. He was two short or three short along with uh, Grayson. Uh, but Grace... It's a cool story. It's a really sad story. His dad died from COVID last month. Um, and Grace is typically comes across as one of these sort of deadpan, low, uh, uh, deadpan, monotonous South African types, right? Like a Louie, you know, there's a type. It doesn't mean they're boring. They're probably really fun people, but 
pretty deadpan in interviews and he got really emotional um and that resonated with me it was um so the wind meant something but in the interview and i'm not sure who was doing it it was kind of a tough transition he broke down talking about uh, you know his dad passing away and his dad told him to play aggressive and then the next question was like well now you've got all these fedex cup points and he's in tears he's wiping the tears away and maybe they're obliged to, to ask him about the FedEx. It's like, well, what does this do for you with all these FedEx cup points? You know, your president's cup too. You're gunning for that. And he's literally in tears just talking about his dad. I mean, I don't know if they're, they have to ask about Courier Cup in it, but it was just like, maybe just leave. That's the story. Maybe just leave it at that where he's. This, Could this, have been a good time to say. Meaningful thank you, win. Thank you for the thank you for the time and congratulations on your win. It was just like, what's he say to that too? He's like, oh yeah, I mean, I love to move up the FedEx Cup list, you know. After talking about what it meant for him after losing his dad, it's just not not. I would have left that one on the cutting room floor. But anyways, anything from Puerto Rico? The the sort of the dregs did not make the cut. Did any were there any surprising cut makers in let's, your eyes? Let's let's or check is, through. Let's run through here. I know Bob Allenby. George McNeil battled, battled him. Dick Johnson made the cut. Oh, he did. Wasn't his first made cut in like ten years or something? Two thousand nine. I forgot. I forgot about your former uh, colleague, another Dick Johnson, Richard Johnson. Yeah, yeah, we did uh, videos with them. Yeah. We did, you know, a TV show, whatever, a streaming show with Richard. So, um, what did, what was the what was the what was the break? Oh, had the Bitcoin, 2012, the he had made a boy. cut. Bitcoin boy, T thirty five. No way, Belgian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. I wonder if that that helps. Where's Bitcoin at these days? It's so volatile, right? Isn't it? Didn't I think it tumble it's, uh, towards the end was, of the week, and that was way as up. As of this I morning, I I asked somebody who who would be who would know. I think it was at forty three thousand. It's I was massively gonna, up this year, but I think last week it was taking some punches, right? I was gonna yeah, make yeah. I was gonna make a joke about there being fifty extra FedEx Cup points on the line at the WGC, but I forgot about forgot to make it. You know, fifty extra FedEx so Cup points. So yeah, I mean that matters. Is it, it what was it? Two thousand about roughly two thousand dollars per FedEx Cup point. Something like that. Yeah, eight hundred so sumo origins oranges. Yeah. yeah. So two thousand bucks. That's that's some good Bitcoin. Uh, you know, if, uh, yeah, yeah. Fifty they were FedEx talking about points, two bit two two and some change of a Bitcoin. They were talking about how Hovland was going to move into first. Maybe that was in like Bitcoin? something extra. No, the standings. Maybe if he had one, maybe that's that extra bucket, though. He needed to win. Changing. Yeah. So, uh, Belgian, getting some uh, FedEx Cup points. He can maybe start putting, investing his, his Bitcoin, his crypto life. Anything else? Everybody missed it. Bob Allenby, you know, Carlos Franco was, you know, he's 60, as you would expect. Just Dickie Pride. Dickie Pride didn't make the cut, if you're wondering. He slocum did not or make Ted the cut. Or Ted Purdy. Omar Uresti, 73-75. J.J. Henry, Mr. 300. Chris Couch, Filet de Young, John Rollins, 
I mean, yeah, it's it's Mark Hemsworth, Mr. Steroid. What? Yeah, didn't he get popped for performance enhancing? Eh, no, drugs? I think it was like a, a test mix-up or something like that. I don't know. Hey, I, Illinois, off to two wins this uh, this year in the college golf season. Back to back, they won the LSU Invitational. What triggered that? Was you were reading through the PR leaderboard? I just thought just of it. I want to move in your head. I yeah. agree. Good. All right, Gamebridge. Uh, Nelly Corda wins. The Corda sisters have now swept the first two events of the LPGA event. Annika made the cut, sort of an amazing, amazing feat, uh, given that she hadn't played really on the LPGA in 13 years. Hadn't but, uh, played as a pro on the LPGA. <laughs> Good point. Important distinction. Nelly beats Lexi and Lydia Ko by three shots at whatever it is, Lake Nona. God, they're not leaving Orlando for three. Their whole. It's, it's going to be mid-March before they ever leave Orlando. They did the Four Seasons Tranquilo. They did Lake Nona. And then they're going to Ocala, which is not you know Orlando proper, but still like a whole Central Florida what deal. What course What's, do they play in Ocala? It's called Golden Ocala is all oh, I saw. I think that's the uh, tribute course where they built um, all the holes are built like, after famous holes. No. Yeah, I think so. Like the like renditions or whatever that like yeah I think the... they got like uh they got Race Creek out there they got <laughs> no. the road they got the They're road not... hole I'm telling you you talked about Juan not caring about the courses weren't necessarily a priority they're not even leaving Orlando Central Florida for two, the first three months okay. of the year ready so, yeah all right Golden Ocala Golf and Equestrian Club boasts a riveting 18 hole championship course designed by golf architect. Famous golf architect Ron Garl. No idea. The majestic course at Golden Alcala incorporates eight masterfully recreated tribute holes from some of the world's finest golf courses, including... They're playing this on the LPGA? Yeah. Augusta National, Royal Troon, I think they got the postage stamp, Baltusrol, okay. interesting inclusion there, <laughs> Muirfield Village, and uh, St. Andrews. That? Well, they they said Muirfield Village Golf Club in Scotland, so they they actually oh, called no. Muirfield a Village typo. a typo on the website. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Muirfield Village Golf Club from in Scotland. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I was gonna say. What's the? It feels like Muirfield Village is still a little too new to have tribute holes. But let okay. me see. Let's see if they if they got the tribute holes on their scorecard. <laughs> oh, here we go. Tribute holes. Number four is Royal Troon. This should be our preview for next stamp. year, next week. Okay, sure. Their number five is Muirfield. Number nine on the scorecard it says Muirfield. It doesn't say Muirfield okay. Village. Interesting. <laughs> you know, Golf dot com. Said that uh, you know the the Narrows template that CB McDonald used came from Muirfield Village, so CB McDonald designing <laughs> designing holes in the early 1900s was drawn it's off like of Jack Nicklaus's 1970 Muirfield Village design, according to one of the leading golf outlets. It's like Bryson hanging out with Trigger. <laughs> Similar time travel issues going on there. Okay, Golden Akala. <laughs> Amazing stuff. 
Well, do you think there's a Mirfield Village golf club? Do you think people in Scotland get Mirfield Village and Mirfield mixed up all the time, like the <laughs> Americans do? No. I don't think that happens very often. Hole um, 6 is Augusta 16. Hole 11 is Augusta 12. Hole 12 is Augusta 13. I wish they would, you know, I think they kind of went halfway here. I think they should have made the whole numbers. The whole. They overlap. 13 is 13. Yeah. 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 Hole 13 is the road hole from St. Andrews. Hole 14 is St. Andrews, number one. They say the first hole in golf. Unfortunately, the first hole in golf was at Prestwick or, you know, another (laughs) golf course that came before. What was that first golf course? But it definitely wasn't. (laughs) Guess what? St. Andrews, the old course, was not the first golf course. So they just guessed that the first hole of the old course was the first hole in golf. Ever. Yeah. The go- the old course also was redesigned. Yeah. Unbelievable. Who's writing this golden Ocala note? If you're going to do a tribute course, at least get get your facts right. And then 15th is the fourth hole at Baltusrol. Right. I don't know the upper or the lower. I'm not sure. Well, this is our preview, our LPGA preview for next week. We've already not for Wednesday. We've already knocked it out. Um, anyways, the LPGA is off to a good start, though, right? Both quarter sisters winning. Uh, Jin Yun Ko is in the mix. Lydia Ko is in the mix. Uh, Sophia Popoff playing very well. I don't know. They they just seem like they're on a roll. Their venue choices notwithstanding, I thought it was odd that it was relegated to tape delay like deep into prime time deep like 9 p.m on it. like it was the first one i don't know i thought beth ann nichols or somebody who was on site tweeted that they had an early start because there was a wedding at lake nona did you see that andy are you deep you're deep researching tribute holes over there i can tell you're you're deep <laughs> did you see that they yeah. had an early start because there was maybe a wedding at lake nona unbelievable so it, it was started early. It was over at first. And I just like, I don't know. I, NBC has a million TV channels, right? Like uh, tons of them. Uh, I'm not even talking sports or golf. Gym. They just have extra channels. Bravo, whatever they are. I, I don't know. USA. I just put the live golf on. I, I hate that the, the LPGA was second event in two months and it's, being played on tape delay hours like six seven eight hours oh it sucked they well they played it after golf central too that's that was yeah that that was hey you know if you're if you're waiting to watch this wait don't watch these highlights right 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 i i just i don't know you gotta find a network for it i guess but uh, but congrats to Nelly Corda. That does it. That Do you think we results. should reach out to the Golden Alcala and tell them that they got the typos? I mean, I suspect someone will alert them after we talked about it. I don't know. Maybe they'll hear from somebody. Muirfield Village is pretty good. I was very confused trying to figure out what tribute hole they would, they would throw out there. Um, that's it. You got anything else? I've got news from Bryson's quote about his driver shafts, but eh, we don't need to get into that now. Anything He's still else? figuring out technology. He's, yeah. He kind of took a shot at rad speed or something to do with the driver. Like maybe the driver's not equipped to handle his 
His speed? His motion. I don't know. Something like that. So, All right. All right. You're, you're giddy over there. Just learning more about the Ocala Equestrian Golf Club. Everyone enjoy your Mondays. We'll be back Wednesday. Preview another good week of uh, Swamp Golf coming.